Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Zoocast, Pakistan's first podcast dedicated to talking about sustainability. This week's guest is Aisha, who works with Coke and will be talking about the new initiative in Islamabad with Coke's Plastic Road. Welcome to the show, Aisha. Thank you so much, Fizam. Super excited to be here with you and Meher. Thank you so much, Aisha. Uh, many congratulations to you and Coke Pakistan for building Pakistan's first plastic road. Now, Aisha, you are the Director of Public Affairs, Communications and Sustainability for Pakistan and Afghanistan. Um, tell us about it. How did this project come about? We, we, we all know that Pakistan has a plastic problem, but this yes. is a completely revolutionary different initiative from all the others that people have been taking on the state level, private sector, personal level. So how did this come about? Um, first of all, thank you so much for featuring the project because it's something that's very exciting. Um, to be honest, it, it was a legacy project, which meant that when I joined Coca-Cola Pakistan Afghanistan as director for public affairs about six, seven months ago, it was a project that <clears throat> was already in the works from uh, our predecessors and the people who, you know, wanted to do this. It was an idea that was kind of already being talked about. I think there were some partnerships with academic institutions. So I think um, really it was, it started when um, sort of like the director um, for, uh, so the vice president for uh, the franchise, Pakistan Afghanistan, walked into my office one day and said, do you want to do it or should we drop it? Like, you know, as they say in Pakistan. And um, yeah. <clears throat> So, you know, having worked 20 years in the job market, it it's always like when anybody kind of challenges me <laughs> to like do something, uh, I kind of like, you know, get turbo with it. So I really took that as a challenge. Um, and it was a challenge, frankly, because, you know, putting recycled PET plastic in a mega project, like a one kilometer road where you were using about 10 tons of plastic waste is not a small feat. Um, and that is why it was so difficult to make it actually happen and have rubber meet the road, so to speak. Um, it involved uh, a lot of partners like the National Incubation Center, like this Capital Development Authority. It really required us to do from the point that um, that we cut the plaque from like a tree trunk and put a plaque in it, you know, and the the the, the people who were actually doing the, the plaque installation were calling my team and being like, what should we do? So from that, you know, from that <laughs> oh, micromanagement no. of operational uh, detail to actually envisioning the technical part of, you know, the stress testing of the road, uh, the patch testing of the road that we did in uh, F9 part, a lot of, it was like a full-on Gantt chart after Gantt chart after Gantt chart in an environment that's <laughs> very low trust, in an environment that's very... Um, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to do things professionally here. So, uh, I was so glad that we, that we finally did it. And I think three people that we definitely need to credit is the person who walked into that office and said, Karnayane, you know, which is Fahad Ashraf, the VP for, uh, Coca-Cola and, uh, Faisal Hashmi. He's, um, he's a government relations direct, uh, person at, at Coca-Cola. And so both these people kind of, you know, led the project end to end. So that that's where, that's where from dream to reality, that's what happened. And it took about three and a half months. 
That's that's so good to hear. Like it sounds like there was a lot of project planning that was required on your behalf. But um, it's so it's so important that you've done this as well that you've seen it through because we know that Pakistan has a plastic problem. So in Pakistan, there's three point three million tons of plastic wasted each year. Uh, most of this ends up in landfill or like unmanaged dump sites, and sometimes even in water bodies. And I think to kind of help us visualize how much 3.3 tons is. So if we were to kind of put that all together, that comes up to like 16,500 meters. Now that is twice the height of K2. So that is a lot of plastic that we are producing. So Pakistan definitely has a plastic problem. So I think that's it's pretty crazy, right? So I think the fact that you've kind of done this initiative, which is using plastics which otherwise end up in waste right and giving and recycling them in a way and creating more sustainable roads is i think it's an amazing initiative um but is coke planning to do you know kind of build upon this are they trying to do do more stuff like this in the future so fiza i think first of all thank you for helping us visualize that because um you know a lot of things like poverty don't make a difference until you actually see human stories that impact poverty Um, Similarly, the plastic problem really does not hit us home because it's not in front of our eyes, right? Um, And so the visualization, the sort of like human impact is is a very important part of it. And yes, uh, you know, making a one kilometer road in Islamabad is certainly not a solution at all for, for the gargantuan problem that we have of plastic. But it is certainly a proof of concept of telling the government and telling private sector parties, by the way, this is not a Coca-Cola project. It is just Coca-Cola making a proof of concept that large-scale plastic can be reused and put back into the economy. A plastic bottle or any plastic waste is actually of value. It's not something to be tossed aside into the river. It's actually very important to go back into the um, economy, not, not just to create other products, but to create the very product itself that 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 is required. To give you a bit of context, um, Coca-Cola actually does about three or five things to reduce plastic. Globally, we have a commitment that um, by 2025, every plastic bottle that we create is going to be 100% recyclable. Even right now, we want to make sure that we lightweight our products Mm -hmm. so there's less plastic rather than no plastic used. And we also want to make sure that whatever plastic we do create is petted, which means it's recycled plastic that goes back into the bottle. So we're doing a lot of such initiatives that make sure that our contribution to the plastic problems, where plastic actually ends up in the landfills and ends up in the water bodies, is, you know, absolutely at a minimum. And soon we actually completely end our own contribution to the plastic problem through initiatives like this. But may I also say that you mentioned K2 and I'm somebody who loves to hike. Um, it's it's a passion that I have recently. And I, I am very proud to say that Pakistan has really been a true green economy recently where uh, the, you know, the guide who was taking me to the Mashapuri Park and picking up, you know, PET bottles was basically explaining that, you know, this plastic kills, um, you know, the flora and the fauna and also doesn't disappear until a thousand years. You know, mm. so that level of awareness at the level of the villages, the tehsils, has really happened in the last few years. Um, and that's definitely credit where credit's due. That's because PTI has seen 
that the Gen Zs really care about the plastic problem and they do not appreciate anyone contributing to it. In fact, they appreciate organizations and governments that work towards reducing it. Absolutely, Aisha, you're spot on there. In fact, that, that exactly was going to be my next question. But generally speaking, when people talk about taking environmental concerns into their everyday life, the reaction is, oh, what can we do? Oh, this is so hard. But when I when I saw the media coverage of the road and I saw people sharing it and tweeting it and being so encouraged, I mean, it, it just takes one initiative to have a knock-on domino effect and, and to, you know, encourage others that, look, everything is possible if you just put in a little bit of effort. Like you said, this gentleman came into your office and he said, do you want to do it or not? And that's all it took for you to sort of say, okay, you know what, let's do it. Um, what do you think we should do independently to be live live greener lives, just be more conscious? Like, I know things like, you know, don't throw trash out of your cars, everything, but it still happens. What do you think is lacking on the part of civil society? Is it just lack of interest or what is it? I think it's what Fiza did for us. She showed us the magic of the problem itself. You know, um, there's this one picture of, um, you know, this turtle that ended up growing into a plastic shell right and and it's hard shell grew like it was in there was this plastic thing that was in the middle of the turtle and the turtle grew around it um and till today like every time i want to trash anything i try to look for segregated bins precisely because of that picture it made a difference because for me there was this helpless creature which is by the way in terms of our spiritual understanding not anywhere higher or lower than the human species. It's just as important as humans are. And look at what we've done to those. We we are like completely eradicating species after species in the, you know, in the oceans and the rivers, just because, you know, and apparently there are these new kind of species that are developing because they're, you know, uh, absorbing plastic. So it, I think it's quite a shame. I think it's horrendous uh, what's happening. And I think what FISA did was bring the problem home. So I think the first thing that we can do as marketeers, because we are a large marketing company as well, and we really connect things really well to an idea. So perhaps, you know, organizations such as ourselves, graphics designers, people who really care about the environment can just uh, speak to the conscience of other human beings who are not bad people. You know, they're just, it's not easy to dispose of plastic. But if you want behavior change, the most important thing is to create ease to have better behavior. So, for example, if, um, you know, there's a segregated bin and it's super easy for me to put the separation of plastic versus organic materials at source, then I will do it. But if I have to actually drive two hours to get it done, I'm probably unlikely to do it. And this is where regulation is very important. You know, I'm not saying, you know, go do blatant bans on things, right? But what I am saying is make it incentivize the private sector, incentivize, uh, you know, citizens to behave better, to change their to change their, um, you know, sustainability practices so that it's better for the planet. And I think it's not just Greta uh, that is bringing speaking to our conscience. It's really even our grandparents. You know, if you remember, they were always like reuse things. Don't throw things away. Try as much as possible to live within um, your means. And, and I think the last point being that this understanding of overconsumption, um, 
is a big problem. Uh, we have, you know, uh, the market economy has made us believe that if we consume more things, we'll be happier. But that is the exact marketing idea we need to now challenge as we go ahead. Absolutely, Aisha, you one step ahead of you're one step ahead of me because that's exactly what I was going to ask about next: the idea of overconsumption. I mean, Pakistan is a country where we have limited resources. Where all there are already talks about there being a food shortage in the next decade or so, and yet I don't see patterns of consumption slowing down. Um, one of the things that I tried to do with with my own platform on Zuka was sort of raise awareness that COVID has come about because of how we are plundering Earth's resources and how we're living our lives, and we need to be conscious of that. And there was great hope, admittedly, maybe it was naive, but there was great hope that after COVID, this this sort of post-pandemic world would be gentler, a lot more aware. But I don't see that happening. It seems like this is revenge that mankind is taking that because we've lost out in two years we're going to make up for it and how do you tackle consumption it's such a sensitive like you, do we go around telling people up don't eat too much don't drink yeah. too much do you yeah. stop buying 10 10 jodas like what do you, where does it start how do you tackle it you know mary while you were saying that it reminded me of the um the talks that we recently had at cop right the uh, the, the climate um uh, conference that re- recently happened and a lot of uh, smaller countries said it was so racist now for the you know developed world the sort of like um, you know sort of like the first world to turn around to the developing economies or the frontier economies and telling them you know what you slow down consumption you know what you stop consuming less you know what you st- you get penalized for more plastic whereas the development has all happened on the back of the same things that they're penalizing the smaller nations for. So there is that conversation going around about, hey, let's have an equitable world where now that suddenly you've come up, you know, now it's moral, now it's uh, self-righteous to to talk about how to change behavior. But the onus really lies on the on the countries that have, you know, um, accelerated more than they needed to when it came to manu- manufacturing, when it came to, you know, uh, countries. Yeah. yeah, and and dumping, frankly. You know, I think a lot of the, these products get dumped into developing countries and frontier economies and emerging economies. And to turn around and now say that while now we are emerging and while we are taking off, you know what, you slow down. And you know what, mm-hmm. you kind of become more sustainable. So A, there's that context. And I'm not for or against that context, but that context, you know, exists where they feel where there are a lot of, yeah. Now, in that context, I just want to say that wherever we can, we should do the right thing because it is, after all, the shared planet. It is, after all, the same air we breathe. We've seen what happened to the smog in Lahore. It didn't affect one person. It affected everybody. And that's the thing with climate politics. And that's the thing with the pandemic economy is that when it affects the affluent, when it affects the rich, and when it affects people who are of means, then suddenly it becomes a conscience problem, right? But what's really important is that, um, I know I feel your disappointment when you say that I was hoping that post-pandemic people will have better behavior, but unfortunately, people will... um, People will will just have those with conscience will always have conscience, and those without conscience will be harder to convince. 
So I, I am a little pessimistic, like you. So absolutely, I think I'm more sort of shocked than anything else. <laughs> We've just gone back to everything. Like we just went through this life changing event, and we're just picking up. But or no, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. In fact, there was this New York Times article that says that we have to not create development; we have to slow down development. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a plea to to please, um, you know. Slow down. So oh, yeah. I think just because we're coming towards the end of the session, just to wrap it up, I think um, firstly, I want to give credit where credit is due. You were saying um, the K2 imagery that I got is actually from a beautiful article written by Esan Gul, who's a sustainability enthusiast. So I will link to the article later. It's very, very interesting. But, you know, I think so. Pakistan actually has the highest percentage of mismanaged plastic in all of Southeast Asia. So I think the initiative that you've done with Coke Aisha is kind of exactly what we need to drive drive us to kind of change this. So thank you so much for doing that. You know, whether it's in the future, whether it's, you know, we think about banning plastic bags in Pakistan, like how they've done in Rwanda and Bangladesh, it's you've taken the first step with Coke, which is great. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for your time on this. And hopefully, you know, every time someone drives over that plastic road, it's going to give them, you know, kind of food for thought. They're going to pause, think about, you know, what what they're driving on. Like, it's kind of like the full life cycle, right? So hopefully that's going to inspire the next generation and just kind of get, make people, I think even if it can make someone think, actually, I want to recycle my plastic or instead of just throwing it, even that like small thing will be an amazing change. So thank you so much for everything that you've done. And any final and I also take a moment to thank you, Fiza and uh, Meher, as people who really, yeah, um, you know, really kept the conversation going. I was looking at all your previous podcasts and super impressed um, in sort of like really keeping us at par as far as podcasts are concerned with um, sustainability. And also um, many thanks for the publication part of your arm as well. Um, I also wanted to kind of give you a bit of a teaser that there's a really big project that Coca-Cola will be um, announcing soon. Um, and it's perhaps um, at a much bigger scale. Um, also has to do with our World Without Waste initiative. So if anyone wants to learn more, they can just Google Coca-Cola World Without Waste and uh, see some of the stuff we're doing uh, around the world. Uh, but thank you again. I hope that we didn't... Um, monopolize this discussion from a private sector perspective and i hope that the plastic road initiative is not a folk initiative i hope everybody looks at it as a pakistani initiative and uh the national incubation centers to to call for partners uh if we can have more people come forward and build more and more roads that would be fantastic that's what we're here for thank you absolutely thanks a million aisha take care bye-bye take care bye thank you bye-bye aisha